we have Lisa Taylor in the studio today, and she is from the Loose Holtz All Collection, if you'd like to introduce yourself. Lisa Taylor, the Outreach Coordinator for the Global Village Museum of Arts and Cultures in Fort Collins. So glad you're here, Lisa. You bet. So uh, we're going to start off by just asking our listener question again and answering it all around the room. So uh, did you have a favorite or least favorite doll? Tell us about it. Why? And uh, if you're listening at home, you can text that in to 970-491-5278. That's 970-491-KCSU. But Lisa, you first. Now, are you talking about in the Lozal doll collection or when I was a little girl? Oh, I'm talking about like childhood. Uh, a Thumbelina doll and also I had a favorite Barbie. Nice. What was your favorite Barbie? Uh, her name was, well, I named her. Her name was Lucy, which was my nickname. And she had the boyfriend, Ken. But the Thumbelina doll, I probably lost it in one of my moves about 15 years ago, and it was heartbreaking. Oh. Rylan, what about you? We have our reporter, Rylan, uh, in here. Hey, everyone. guys. Um, yeah, I don't know. I had an entire collection. I have a collection of American Girl dolls that my grandma bought me when I was little. And uh, so probably those. I, yeah, they pretty special. So, Ren, what about you? Um, I was really into Bratz, but Bratz were not my favorite. I think my favorite was like Barbie Mariposa, the one that was a butterfly. That one was really cool to me. Oh, no, actually, I watched that movie with my little sister back when I was a kid. I remember that one. That was pretty dope, yeah. Um, I I was never uh, a doll person. I don't know if you could call this a doll, but I had a, a stuffed rabbit I was given at birth, and his name was Max Bunny, which is super <laughs> creative for a bunny for a kid named Max. But uh, I was given to him, like, right when I was born, and I, I still have him. He lives in my closet. Uh, yeah, so but that's, we, that's my favorite. We well, like- I think boys can have dolls because my son had a favorite uh, stuffed whale who was Shamu. Nice. Nice. Yeah, if we're counting stuffed animals, then then I was a big doll person because I love stuffed animals. Yeah, but we'd like to know what your favorite doll was, so go ahead and text us in at 970-491-5278 and let us know what your favorite doll, stuffed animal, action figure was as a kid or is now. All right, so Lisa, you're the outreach coordinator for the Global Village Museum. Uh, What was the process behind choosing the LaSalle doll collection? Why that specific exhibit? Well, Jean Nash was one of the founders of the Global Village Museum, and in the late 1980s, she saw an exhibition of Lozal dolls in New York City. She fell in love with them, and as her finances allowed over the next several years, she acquired about 50 Lozal dolls. Lozal dolls were are handcrafted and were made by Tibetan exiled Tibetan monks in India. The, a little bit of the background, if you're interested, in 1959, the Chinese uh, Communist China took over Tibet, and they uh, the takeover involved, unfortunately, the killing uh, and exile of over uh, well the destruction of almost all the 6,000 Buddhist monasteries at the time, and the exile of a lot, a lot of the Buddhist monks, the Dalai Lama and about 250 monks. Um, fled to India and India gave them some land in northern India to establish a Tibetan government in exile. So this was in 1959. Around that time in in the 1950s, the Buddhist monasteries in Tibet were the centers of culture and centers of art. So when they were exiled to India, about 30 years 
between 1959 and 1980, they were hoping to go back to Tibet. In the early 1980s, they realized they were not going to be able to go back to Tibet. So they wanted to preserve the costumes and the dress of the original inhabitants of Tibet. And so they started making the Lozel dolls. Lozel, L-O-S-E-L, is actually named after the Drepung Lozeling Monastery that was established in southern India. And a woman by the name of Kim Yeshi, who was an American uh, married to a uh, uh, Tibetan exiled in India, she came up with the project of the Lozal Dolls to one, make money for the monastery, and two, preserve the costumes and clothing of the Tibetan people prior to 1959. They actually went through a, a very elaborate process in order to authenticate the costumes. They uh, research, meticulously researched memories of the artists who had lived in Tibet, interviewed with Tibetan natives and former government officials, and detailed photographs from Tibet. So each doll represents both a historical record of the dress of Tibet and a work of art. Beautiful. Yes, they are beautiful. <laughs> They are completely handmade, uh, starting with uh, they used wire to start to make the body and then around the wire that was bent, they stuffed cotton. The cotton is then overlaid with original Tibetan paper that is made from a uh, shrub that is common in the Himalayas. Once they have the body made, they uh, with the research that they did, they made the dress completely by hand using fine silk, wool, and brocade, and then uh, made the accessories, everything from needle pouches to daggers to swords, um, and all the clothes are uh, lined with silk, and uh, although some of the dolls are now worn and you can see some of the stitches when they are originally made, not one stitch should be visible. The heads of the dolls were actually made separately from the bodies. The heads are made of clay and the reason they were made separately is because the clay, when it dried, the heads would shrink as much as 25%. So they had to fit the head to the actual size of the doll. And of, let's say, six or seven heads that they made, sometimes three or four would get discarded because they had shrunk too much or not shrunk enough to fit the actual body. Interesting. Uh, so I have a couple questions for you, but we did get a doll story. So I just wanted to read that real quick. Um, so this is actually from our uh, assistant local music director, Yasmin, and uh, the story is uh, her favorite childhood, do oh wait, we just got another one too. Her favorite childhood dolls were Bratz, she would always buy the Yasmin dolls because her name was Yasmin. My favorite Yasmin doll had henna tattoos on the arms, which is probably why she wants tattoos now. And we got another text that says, in 1965, oh whoa, this was a while ago, I got a Scooby-Doo doll. She was a beatnik, and when you pulled her string, she said, dig my crazy long black stockings. And this was the same Christmas I got Beatles 65 and Go-Go boots. So uh, wow. I'm really curious who wrote this. Yeah, so talking about history, um, you talked a little bit about the Tibetan background of these dolls, and I was just wondering if these dolls had any other cultural or historical value. Uh, they have a uh, cultural and historical value in the sense that the dolls um, 
their accessories and their clothing can represent what was going on at the time. Like one of the dolls is actually a GABA, which is a region of Tibet, G-A-B-A, woman and her daughter and the daughter has short tufts of hair which uh, was very was emblematic of a woman of a girl that was not married so the way that they are dressed or the way they are accessorized can symbolize the region that they are from or one of the rituals that they did the aristocrats and the officials actually there were five categories of doll made regional, ritual, aristocrats, and uh, government, and Lama opera. Uh, Lama meaning goddess they had, and then um, monastic and religious. Gotcha. Um, and we did just find out that the person who got the doll in 65, her name is Leslie, and she's from Old Town. So thanks, Leslie. I'm curious, because um, I'm sure there's probably a lot of different opinions on this. How do people react to the exhibit? Uh, They're actually fascinated. I do off-site presentations of the Lozal dolls, so if anybody, if any, uh, and I do them free, um, and so if anybody wants an off-site presentation about the dolls, I am more than uh, happy to go give that. When I do off-site presentations, the people or people that come into the museum are absolutely uh, flabbergasted at the detail of the accessories, the detail of the clothing. There's many layers of clothing, the detail of the accessories, which was often the longest and most tedious part of making of the dolls. Alrighty, and speaking of public opinions about dolls, um, (laughs) some people like me are scared of dolls due to the like uncanny valley nature of them and stories like annabelle and the boy probably don't help with that um do you think this collection could help people change their minds about dolls maybe well i am absolutely convinced that after the museum closes up at 5 p.m uh every day that the dolls come out at night and they that's not helping and they dance and then they go back into their cases right before we open in the morning (laughs) they are extremely lifelike but they are such beautiful dolls that there's nothing to be scared about so it's like a night at the museum kind of thing it is a night at the museum that was that was incredibly scary for me just the the image and and uh that brings us to our final question how can people see these dolls they should come to the Global Village Museum. We had them in cases in a hallway, but they became so popular that we actually opened up a separate space for the uh, Lozal Dolls and, of course, called it the Lozal Doll House. I would like to end with a sort of a cute story. Jean Nash, as I said, who was uh, the collector of the dolls, she had to have them shipped from India by a special exporter and a special importer in Denver. And Heidi, uh, Jean Nash, and her daughter, who, Heidi, who is still on our board, they used to go down to Denver to pick up the dolls. And each time they went down, it was clear that the dolls had been searched by the customs officials because they thought that they were maybe smuggling drugs in the dolls. And so eventually how they would ship the dolls, they would ship the dolls with their heads off so they would not get damaged in the process by the customs officials ripping off the heads and then trying to put them back on. Jeez. Well, I love the history here. Thank you so much, Lisa. This has been Lisa Taylor from the Los Doll Collection. Uh, if people want to learn more, where could they go? 
uh, globalvillagemuseum.org. We are open Monday through uh, Tuesday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. And tours are always welcome. Awesome. Thanks, Lisa. You bet.